Welcome to the Black Sparrow Media Internet Broadcast Network. You are listening to Linux in the Hampshire. LHS is a podcast about Linux, open source, and amateur radio for everyone. Now here are your hosts, Russ, K5TUX, Cheryl, W5MOO, and Bill, NE4RD. Well, hello everybody and welcome. You have tuned in to episode number 339 of Linux in the Hampshire, the most terrific amateur radio podcast on the internet and this is our most terrific of terrific episodes because it's the weekender so that means we're going to talk about upcoming special event stations and amateur radio contests linux distributions you can try a few other interesting tidbits here and there and then we'll dive headlong into hedonism where we talk about food and wine and whiskey and song and all the things that make life enjoyable. So stay tuned for that. But in the meantime, we're going to run down through some amateur radio topics. And the first thing we're going to hit on is some contests you can work over the next couple of weekends. Well, okay. cut us out again. Yeah, now. we're not, not going to talk about us. Oh, so <laughs> that. That's right. We don't. Does anybody not know who we are at this yeah, point? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe a new person. This could be well, the first episode, episode ever. <laughs> Fine. I guess we'll introduce ourselves then. I'm Russ, K5TUX. I'm Cheryl, W5MOO. And I'm Bill, NE4RD. And on to the amateur radio segment. Here we go. Contest. Uh, of course, you can check out other contests that we don't mention here on contestcalendar.com. That's the source of all of our contest information. But uh, this weekend we have, let's see, the Worked All Provinces of China DX Contest. Special credit for Wuhan. No, just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I was wondering if you are going to give them a little poke in the chops there. But, yeah, uh, right at the beginning here. We'll just go ahead and throw it right in there. Yeah, so the Worked All Provinces of China DX Contest, it starts uh, 0600 Zulu on April 18th and runs to uh, 0559 Zulu on April 19th. The modes are CW and single sideband. The bands are 80 through 10, no work. And what is it? Of course, amateurs from around the world can work any other amateurs during the 24-hour contest period while contacting as many as possible with amateurs in Chinese provinces, municipal municipal cities, autonomous regions, and special administration regions is encouraged. Uh, and a link to that contest is in the show notes. Also, we have the YUDX contest. Why you? Why I don't you know. Wanna? Why yeah. you wanna? Why Why <laughs> And this runs from uh, 0700 Zulu, uh, April 18th, to 0659 Zulu, April 19th. And the mode here, of course, is also CW and single sideband. Uh, bands are 80 through 10, no work. And this is from uh, the Amateur Radio Association of Serbia, sponsors this contest for developing traditional friendship between foreign and local hams. Uh, another big one this weekend is the ARRL Rookie Roundup. This is the uh, short contest. Uh, this is uh, running from 1800 Zulu to 2359 Zulu on April 19th. The mode here is single sideband and it's 80 through 10 to work. And what is it? It's the mission to encourage newly licensed rookie amp operators in North America, including territories and possessions, to operate on the HF bands and experience competitive amateur radio operating. Experienced operators are strongly encouraged to participate and help new operators either on the air or in person. Uh, just remember your uh, six foot distance there. You know, don't break any social <laughs> barrier, uh, social distancing rules or physical distancing rules. And also for the uh, state party QSO challenge, we have uh, two, uh, two, two QSO parties going on. We have the Michigan QSO party and the Ontario QSO party. So there you go. Next weekend, the, the weekend after that. Uh, we have a couple contests of interest here. We have the 1010 International Spring Contest. This is the uh, digital mode version, and with 10 kind of waking up from its nice long slumber, it might be a time to go ahead and give this a whirl. And this runs from uh, 0001 Zulu, April 25th, to uh, 2359 Zulu, April 26th. Band, of course, is 10 meters. And the 1010 QSO parties are events that are held for fun and to meet old 
new, and prospective members around the world. The rules listed here are for all general QSO parties. The Spirit of 76 and the open season QSO parties are specialty events. I don't know why I put this in here. (laughs) I should have cut all that out. Anyway, uh, so yeah, check out the link in the show notes for that contest. And uh, if you're interested in the 1010 thing, you can look that up and uh, check them out. Also, we have the Helvetia contest. And this runs from uh, 1300 Zulu, April 25th to uh, 1259 Zulu, April 26th. And the modes here are CW, single sideband, and digital. Uh, The bands are 160 through 10, no work. Uh, The Helvetia contest is open to amateur radio operators and SWLs in Switzerland and in other countries. And the link to that is in the show notes. And we have one state QSO party for the QSO party challenge, and that is Florida. So that's coming up in a couple weekends. All right. Excellent. So lots of contests to jump into, lots of different modes and things to try. And yes, I've been working actually some 10 meter FT8 lately, and it's like not completely dead. So, so don't feel like when this 1010 contest comes around that there won't be anybody to talk to because there will. So moving on, we've got some special events in amateur radio that you can work in the next couple of weeks. The first one I have listed here is the 50th anniversary of the safe return of Apollo 13. There's a special event operating on April 18th from 1600 Zulu to 2100 Zulu. That's only five hours, so pretty short run there. The call sign for this will be Kilo 7 Tango. They'll be operating at, on 704 and 1404 on CW and 14250 on single sideband, and they'll offer, also be operating uh 17 meter ft8 on 18.1 so try and get a hold of them it'll be run by the oro valley amateur radio club and a certificate will be available please visit the website which will be linked of course in the show notes for information and they will be not be accepting paper qsls it will all be done digitally and then coming up we have World Amateur Radio Day, and there's lots of things going on for World Amateur Radio Day, but I've put down a couple of special events here. Uh, the first one is call sign Whiskey 7 Whiskey, which will be operating from April 18th at 1200 Zulu through April 19th at 1200 Zulu. Uh, they'll be operating on HF and the Echolink Star World Star Conference and also on IRLP Node 9251. The World Conference Group will be participating on World Amateur Radio Day. The Nets will run continuously from noon to midnight Eastern Time. Uh, QSL certificates will be available by email. Check the W7W on QRZ for more details. And uh, as already said, they'll be operating on Echolink, HF, and IRLP, and also All Star. So if you have access to any of those, you should check it out. Uh, another World Amateur Radio Day operating station will be whiskey Two whiskey they'll be operating from april 18th 1600 zulu to april 19th 0400 zulu they'll be on the star do drop in star echo link conference 355800 and also all star node 47620 this is a voip slash echo link special event to obtain a special event qsl card certificate send a self-addressed stamp envelope to whiskey to juliet lima delta gmail.com and you can email that address also for additional information. And finally, we have a commemoration of San Jacinto Day on April 25th at 1500 Zulu through April 26, 2300 Zulu. Call sign for this will be Kilo 5 Tango. They'll be operating on the HF bands, 160 meters through 10, no work. They'll be on single side band there, CW, and also operating FT8 and FT4. Uh, the annual San Jacinto Day Special Event Station will be held April 25th or 26th, as already stated, using the call sign K5T. We, that's like three quarter, or what, three fifths of my call sign. We <laughs> hope to have, uh, stations on the air on all major bands using single side band CW and FT8 and FT4 modes. All contacts will be confirmed by Logbook of the World. QSL card request must include self-addressed strand envelope and look for us on the air. We hope to work you, they say. And a link to that special event will, of course, be in the show notes. So that's all I came up with for special events. There was another one which was really, really interesting. It was for International Marconi Day, but it got internationally kiboshed because of COVID. So... (laughs) 
So that one's not included because it's not happening. Uh, so anyway, moving on, we have a couple of announcements. Uh, the first one that is, um, two of the three pounds of coffee have been given away. They are actually at their intended recipients and hopefully they are enjoying those pounds of coffee. I am still going through the list of donors for the Hamvention 2020 campaign to, uh, give away that, that last pound of coffee. If I get down through the entire list and there are no takers, then we'll figure something else out. But regardless of that, thanks to everyone who donated for the Hamvention 2020 campaign. All that money is now being held in escrow in a separate account for us and will be rolled forward to be used for Hamvention 2021 when that rolls around. So that means when we do our campaign next year, our funding goal will be much lower because we were at 540 of the thousand dollars we needed. So this will actually give people a chance to sort of recover, hopefully from, uh, the incredible financial crush that this pandemic is putting on everyone. And uh, I'm hoping by May 2021 that uh, things are more or less back to normal. I guess we'll find out, won't we? So let's hope. <laughs> yeah, let's hope. So hope we have a vaccine by then and we can all just go about our daily lives. Okay. So the next thing, not sure really how to approach this <laughs> except to just say it. Um, so I, I feel bad personally for for it taking so long to come to my attention that this actually happened <laughs> um i mean there's no two ways about it i should have somehow known before but i'm not sure how um we both should have paid more attention to I, I, Facebook, yeah, obviously yeah. obviously but we know now so um the the intro and outro music that you hear on this program is a tie it's a track that's actually it actually has a name even though it's instrumental i'm not sure how long it's been since i've talked about the music it's probably been a really long time um but the intro and outro music that you hear is actually uh, a song called bacon linux and tomato and it was written uh by my friend dave long who released music as two groups on soundcloud uh one called gamma leonis and one called lobster obscura and i know we've played some of his music on the show i know we've talked about dave in the past and of course he wrote the music and performed the music that is the intro and outro for linux and handshake he also wrote a second version um that i have and i don't know i think i may have played it once uh in the past um that that was sort of like an alternate take um which is really good as well but we don't we don't of course use it uh, he, he did two different versions for you to pick from basically well he did one version that i really liked which is bacon linux and tomato which is the one that we use for the show and then i asked him to do sort of um just like a just a different take on the you know come up with something else right. and it just wound up never being used um but when we come down to the end of this episode you're going to hear it <laughs> um along with probably one or two other selections from gamma leonis and lobster obscura and this is kind of a long way to come back around to something you've probably already figured out at this point <laughs> uh but back on december 21st of 2018 and yes it has been way too long um Dave passed away from a heart attack and we didn't find out about it until literally like yesterday. Uh, it was Thursday evening. Thursday. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. So it's unfortunate that it took so long to find out. I mean, it's basically just a case of we were just kind of riding the wave of seeing him posting things and all of a sudden that they stopped and we just didn't notice and no one really said anything about it and uh, it wasn't popping up in my facebook feed or anything like that nor was it popping up in mine so, right well. so so we just didn't know and now we do so as a tribute to dave and uh you know long overdue thanks to him we'll play a few of his tracks at the end of this episode so uh you know please listen to those if you would and if nothing else go to soundcloud because all his music is still there you can search for Gamma Leonis and Lobster Obscura, and all of a sudden he does uh, sort of progressive rock uh, kind of stuff. 
and um and all that stuff is still available and um, i'm trying to find out more information but coming up on the 23rd of this month i believe it is um there is going to be an auction and i believe it is all of his personal stuff uh, from what i've read and that's how i found out about it and mentioned it to you uh apparently it's all of his musical instruments and stuff that he used right there's a whole bunch there's 360 lots in the auction i assume that's all of his things uh but i'm not entirely sure i'm going to try and find out before the 23rd rolls around but it will be an online an online auction as well as a local auction so you can bid on things so if you're if you listen to his stuff or if you just um are interested at all um he has a lot of classic guitars and a lot of music and uh, uh equipment and that stuff will all be auctioned off so if you're interested in obtaining any of that stuff from his estate um a link to that will of course be in the show notes as well so uh, i'm disappointed in myself that i wasn't as close you know or as in touch with dave as you know we had been in the past but lives happen and you know you can't keep up with everything so um so we'll play a tribute to uh to dave and send uh posthumous thanks for for all he did for us over the years at the end of the show but i don't want us to go with that so yeah, that's good so. yeah all right cool so moving on we have uh our linux and the hamshack ham radio challenge and i just <laughs> threw something in here since we've been uh, sort of beating on morse code a little bit and i said pull out that dusty <laughs> morse code <laughs> key and uh, make <laughs> beating. One. beating on the key Make one single on-air contact with your Morse code skills or lack thereof. <laughs> uh, find us, find a slow speed like CWNet or something like that. They all, they're always looking for check-ins because it's sort of like a dying art. So, or do a contest. There's plenty of those coming up too. You can just contests uh, are hard though for people <coughs> who, are, who are not really good at it though because people don't want to, you know, to lower their speeds. Oh, that's not true at all. So. Well, whatever. I mean, yeah. just it's work easy some to more do because you only have to send five nine and your call sign and <laughs> you know possibly a single number. So it's super super easy. <laughs> and you could spend like you know five minutes just decoding the guy's call sign so you have that down. And <laughs> um, yeah, it's super super easy. Yep. Okay. Well, I'm I'm going to try it myself. I mean, I I used to work CW. I have uh, I have a book full of paper QSLs where I worked a lot of 15 meter CW. So uh, I need to jump back into it and uh, refresh my skills. So I'm going to do that. I'm going to take my, take up my own challenge. Sweet. All right. So moving on, we're getting down to this weekend in open source and bill is going to tell us about a distribution. You can give a shot. That's right. And uh, this one is AV Linux 2020.4.10. And this is a new release as well, so flash topic, woo And <laughs> so unlike older versions of AV Linux, uh, this live ISO is not aiming to provide everything but the kitchen sink experience. Running Linux dist- distros live off of uh, thumb drives is fun, but in the real world, nobody is going to spend a sustained amount of time using any operating system to its full potential from a USB key. The idea here is to focus on a fast, efficient, and attractive base and complement it with strong front-running applications that showcase good performance and reliable software with an eye toward practicality and economy. Ardor and Mixbus 32C are great included DAW examples, but what makes AV Linux a good platform for Ardor also makes it a good platform for QTractor, Reaper, Bitwing, Renoise, Waveform, or whatever doll you prefer. For, uh, prefer. Duh. <laughs> uh, for those not experienced with Linux audio, the intention is to answer your questions before you know how to ask them and provide most of the laborious next steps that would re- be required if you were to start with a basic vanilla Linux distribution and configure it for the best audio performances. So changes you can see in this new release of AV Linux are, well, they've moved to Debian 10, which is Buster. They have a new 5.4.28 uh, uh, kernel, and it's a low latency kernel, thanks to Trulin Martin. Uh, they have a new system back fork with the NVMe support. It's uh, flagged as not tested here, but please give feedback. Uh, added Pulse Audio Bluetooth module and Bluetooth support front ends. Disabled the auto mounting of external drives on the live ISO. It can be re-enabled post-installation. Removed all the KDE libs and KDN live. 
too much bulk on the ISO space for one application, but of course you can you can install those if you want later on. Added the latest KX Studio repositories, complement compliant with Debian Buster. Uh, completely rewritten AV Linux Assistant with many new features. Consolidation of many small AVL scripts and apps into uh, AV Linux Assistant. Consolidation of extra plugins into a single AV Linux extra plugins package. And much, much, much more can be found in this release of AV Linux. So check it out for your distribution to try. All right. Very cool. It'd be, it'd be really nice. It's what, what those are good for. Like those thumb drive distributions are good for like subverting your library's windows installs. Cause they're always <laughs> like really locked down and everything. Uh, but if you have a, a sysadmin that's not super vigilant about locking down the BIOS, you can just throw one of those thumbsticks in, boot up and do whatever the hell you want with those machines. <laughs> so there you go. All right. Moving on. Uh, over the past uh, one or two weekenders, we haven't had any open source events to talk about because they've all been canceled. However, things are retooling and events are scheduling things online so they can still have events and they can still participate. And what's really cool about some of these virtual events is that some of them are now free. So Where they would have been two or three thousand dollars at least. Right. Gone. Yeah. Now, some of the virtual events online are still for pay and they still are probably worth doing if it's in your field or whatever. But the fact that some of this content is now available free of charge might be useful to some folks. And I threw in a couple of these virtual things, these virtual events that you might want to try. And I've actually signed up to go to attend both of these. Uh, because they don't cost anything. Uh, the first one is Red Hat Summit, and you know the Red Hat Summit's not free, but the virtual one is. Uh, this runs from April 28th through 29th of 2020, and it's the Shape Your Path Forward with New Insight Skills and Connections. The virtual event will feature keynotes, breakout sessions, and collaboration opportunities that you've come to expect from the Red Hat Summit. This programming will be shared as a blend of live and recorded content designed to inspire and engage a global audience. You'll have access to the experts behind the code as you learn about the latest in open hybrid cloud automation, cloud native development, and so, so much more. Red Hat Summit 2020 virtual experience is your platform to learn, network, and plot the next steps to your career as you find ways to unlock your potential. A link to that registration and information about the conference will be in the show notes. And here's the Open Computing Platform Global Summit Turning Virtual. This runs from May 12th through the 15th, 2020. It's free as well. And uh, OCP is excited to announce that they are moving to the Global Summit as an interactive virtual global summit. They have developed a plan that will allow them to capitalize on the excitement and momentum that's been generated. This will be a rich, interactive experience that can be accessed from anywhere in the world that incorporates all the key components of the Global Summit, including keynote sessions, executive tracks, an expo hall with expo hall talks, engineering workshops, the OC Experience Center, and the OCP Future Technologies Symposium. This format will allow them to reach a larger audience with increased functionality for questions and answers, panel discussions, live chat, and one-on-one -on -one connections with key constituencies that you might expect from the OCP Summit. They're excited that they'll be able to capitalize on the hard work of the members and community leaders put into this event and continue to carry forward their mission. So that's the virtual OCP summit. A link, of course, will be in the show notes and you can register for that for free as well. So some good things coming out from the fact that we all have to stay home and do nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Provided we all don't lose our minds. <clears throat> yeah. Well, there people are like these folks are doing things to help us try not to lose our minds right. <laughs> because we have nothing to freaking do. Right. Uh, so, which is a good thing. So they're allowing to us, us to participate in some technical conferences that would normally cost a lot of money, and that you'd have to fly to and get a hotel, and blah blah blah. Right. But now you can just experience the whole thing virtually home. Yeah. for free. So pretty cool. 
And for the Linux and Hamshack open source challenge uh, related to this, I said, attend a free virtual online learning event, whether Linux and open source related or not, because there is a lot of online learning available, some free, some not. Um, but there's lots of things to do and learn. And if you have to be at home and you can't get out, why not learn something? So there's that. Yes. All right. Now we've made it. We've made it to hedonism. Woo. Life is good again. And the first thing we're going to talk about, of course, is food. And we're going to let Cheryl tell us about what kind of cool food we've been working on. Have you, have you done this? Cooked it before. But I well, oh, no, no, that's right. You did. Yes, I remember. For, for events, you've done this yeah, before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. Um, the best thing, well, I'll, I'll tell you what my favorite thing about this is after you talk about okay. it. Okay. <laughs> so, so my recipe this week is for slow cooker cream corn. And this is not creamed corn like you'd get out of a can. This is something completely different, but it is very amazing in my opinion. Uh, we typically serve this at holiday dinners. Sometimes we serve it when we have our poker games and stuff. Uh, it did not make the cut for Easter dinner 2020, but it is still a super easy favorite for meals. And it goes, it is especially good with barbecue. So now for Russ's opinion on this. What do you mean? What's opinion well what you're gonna say about it oh i was gonna say when you when you do this and you make this corn uh in the crock pot when after a while the the butter and stuff creates like a, a skin uh, like on a the skin top. on the top <laughs> yeah. so you know you're like diving into like buttery corn awesomeness Creamy goodness yeah <laughs> yeah so yeah. yes i mean you're obviously seeing your own heart attack before it happens but it's really good stuff yeah well you tell me every time i cook that i'm channeling paula dean with my butters you say that before i even get a chance (laughs) because you've said it for years and now i'm just like yeah i know how many sticks of butter went into dinner last night three four four yeah okay (laughs) but that that covered the rolls and the vegetables and yeah. <laughs> it's just so a lot of butter it was a yeah. lot of butter yeah yeah we didn't eat it all last night there were plenty of leftovers yeah, so yeah. we got at least a couple more days worth of that stuff yeah so but anyway the recipe requires um a package and a quarter of frozen corn uh pa- an eight ounce package of cream cheese a half a cup of butter a half a cup of milk a tablespoon of white sugar and some salt and pepper to taste and you Toss all of this in a crock pot, turn it on low or high, depending on how quickly you want it, um, and make sure you stir it occasionally because cream cheese and butter do weird things if you don't keep them stirred together. So, but as Russ said, you know, when you dip in to serve it, it's going to be a creamy, buttery heart attack on a plate. (laughs) What could be better? It is. Everybody loves it. <laughs> yeah. Every, usually people. It's like heart, yeah. Heart attack. Yeah, heart attack. Yeah. Ninety nine percent of the people that try it the first time they try it are like, I need the recipe for that. So, and it is. It's super easy. So. Yep. Very good. All right. So we'll move into my drink corner, and I am going to talk about Elijah Craig Barrel Proof Bourbon. This is something that I've had on my shelf for quite a while. I actually have three different bottles of it. Um, because they do small batch repeated bottlings over the course of the year. They usually release three in any given year. They have an A batch, a B batch, and a C batch. The A is usually released in the spring, B in the summer, and C in the fall. And uh, what they say about this is, to sip our barrel-proof bourbon is to experience bourbon in its purest form, uncut straight from the barrel and without chill filtering. Each bottle is hand-labeled with its unique proof and batch number, but the nose, taste, and finish of every sip is pure Elijah Craig. We're proud to say that remarkable consistency earned us the award of Whiskey Advocates Whiskey of the Year in 2017. With barrel proof, you can enjoy Elijah Craig much the same way our master distillers do when they sample straight from the barrel in our Kentucky rickhouses. Each batch is an uncut small run of 12-year-old bourbon bottled straight from the barrel. The variance in proof from release to release presents a unique opportunity to explore the impact of the angel share and the resulting proof in a small cluster of barrels. My personal review, switching out of their language, is of batch B519, uh, which is the summer release from 2019. I actually have three releases from, I have all three releases from 2019, A119, B519, and 
Oh, no. I'm sorry. I don't. <laughs> uh, I have C918, which is the one that was released in September of 2018. I have A119, which was released in January of 2019. And I have B519, which was released in May of 2019. And the B519 is what I am specifically talking about tonight. Um, things remain the same as far as the mash bill. The mash bill is 78% corn, 10% rye, 12% malted barley. However, like they say, because they choose a small amount of barrels to release this with, the proof can change. This particular batch, the B519, is one of the lowest proofs of any of their releases. Uh, it's 122.2 proof, which is 61.1% alcohol. Uh, they have releases that are as high as slightly over 140 proof. So they can range wildly. These are not unicorn bottles, but they are somewhat hard to find. If you're in a place that has larger stores like Total Wine and places like that, it'd probably be a little easier to find. And if you don't want the barrel proof, they also have Elijah Craig small batch in a more normal proof. I think it's 94. Uh, and that is accessible as a daily drinker. So if you want to do that, you can. If you want to go for the barrel proof, it's going to be a little harder to find, a little more expensive, uh, but I think worth it. So the region on this is Bardstown, Kentucky. Uh, the color on it is a very, very deep amber because it is 12 years aged, so it is definitely going to have some barrel influence from the char. Uh, the nose on it is very classic bourbon. Uh, you get a caramel with dry toast and oak. You definitely get some acetone. I would recommend that if you are going to drink, especially the barrel proof, let it sit in your glass for a good 15 or 20 minutes before you try and nose it or drink it. It will remove some of that acetone from it. And you also get hints of apple and orange. Uh, the taste is delightful on this stuff. You get rich vanilla, caramel, and butterscotch with notes of toffee, brown sugar, green apple, black pepper, and cinnamon. Um, it is a fantastic bourbon, has lots of classic bourbon notes and a little bit of a fruitiness and pepperiness. And the nice thing about it is as all of these flavors hit your tongue, they sort of all roll off your tongue in sequence. So you can almost experience the apple and the butterscotch and the toffee and the cinnamon and the brown sugar, like all in sequence as it fades off your tongue and then leaves you with a light peppery spice at the very end and because the proof is so high the finish is pretty long so i find this stuff fantastic um it does vary by batch some batches are better than others in my particular group of batches uh the a119 i think is the the quote-unquote worst of them the b519 is in the middle and the c918 is by far the best so you know your mileage may vary they all have different characteristics but they have the same basic profiles if you can get your hands on this stuff i highly highly recommend you get your hands on this stuff um the barrel proof version is 55 to 60 dollars a bottle uh for uh, for a fifth of it the regular proof stuff is in the 30s somewhere so if you don't want to go for the high proof and just get the regular stuff uh go that way um on the regular proof stuff i would give that a rating of a of an 89 um on the barrel proof it can vary like i said between batches the c19 is the c918 is my favorite so far b519 is not my favorite but i would easily give the b519 that i'm reviewing tonight uh 95 wow yeah it's really really good <laughs> um i would give the i would give the c918 a 97 um so like i said if you've got a total wine or you've got a decent liquor store where you can get your hands on this stuff go for it if nothing else if it hits you too hard just drop some water in it um that will take some of the the proofiness off and you'll still have a truly wonderful bourbon. So Elijah Craig, barrel proof. Uh, like I said, this is version B519. 
whatever version you get is going to be good. Um, it'll just vary in, in proof and maybe uh, two or three points spread in my ratings either way. So <sighs> there, that's that. And now I get to think <laughs> some more of it while I listen to Bill talk about something else. <laughs> Oh yeah, mine's not as uh, as as sophisticated. <laughs> I picked these up at the uh, at the uh, uh, liquor store. I think I can't remember. No, the gas station. I picked them at the gas station. Yeah, that's yeah. A, there you go, gas station booze. That's always good. Gas station booze is always good. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I was looking for something different to try, and I saw these uh, Cayman and Jack margaritas, and these are uh, malt beverage. Um, you know, kind of like anything else that tastes like a margarita <laughs> it's a uh, 5.8 abv and on their can they say arguably the most refreshing margarita in the world and uh, you know surprisingly these things are uh are not too bad uh i've i've almost killed the uh, 12 pack we bought i had one in the hot tub earlier today and right now i'm enjoying another one but uh i poured it out in my pint glass here and uh it looked a little lonely so i added uh I, I kind of filled the rest of the glass up with some traditional tequila, and uh, it, it works beautifully. <laughs> so it's slightly more than 5.8% right now. But, um, yeah, it's actually it's not a bad drinker. It uh, probably has a little too much sugar in it for me. But, um, you know, some people like that their margaritas to be all sugary and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty good. It is, it is refreshing. It's nice and crisp and, uh, it's, it's kind of, uh, reminiscent of like a, like a fresca or something like that, uh, with its, uh, refreshingness. <laughs> if, that, if that were a quality to, uh, to put on there. But, um, you know, compared to like some of the other ones that try to say they're margarita flavored or something like that, this one actually is, is not bad. Some of the other ones can be harsh and weird and, just syrupy tasting this one just seems to be well balanced and tastes really really nice and uh, it does go well if you want to amp it up a little bit more with some tequila so you you don't have to be afraid of adding that right on in and just using the can as a as a mixer for that so uh so there you go yeah okay yeah nothing much more to say on that (laughs) (laughs) it's it's you know it's gas station beer (laughs) booze (laughs) what was tom tom hanks saying uh forrest go and that's all. Was it? What's the thing he says? <laughs> no Stump. Yeah, he says it is, and that's and that's all I've got to say about that, or something like that. Yeah, something like that. that. <laughs> oh man, I'm nice trying try. to make my brain work after <laughs> after having a glass and a half of uh, this Elijah Craig barrel proof. It's not not happening. So yeah, yeah it's kind of everything's merging together. <laughs> all right, so. Let's go ahead and mention the folks who are with us in the chat room tonight, because we had quite a few of them, and we want to definitely recognize those folks. We had Don, KC9ZMY, Dan, KF5TQN, Jim, VE5EV, Don, KB2YSI, Tony, KM4HSD, I'm not going to do it this time, Tom, and 4HAI, I know he's probably disappointed now. Uh, <laughs> Ted WA0EIR Steve K7HBT and Jonas Rulo. So thanks everybody. And this episode is going to feature uh, a track by Lobster Obscura, a track by Gamma Leonis, uh, both of whom are Dave Long, our dearly departed friend. Thanks so much, Dave, for everything you ever did for us. And uh, for all the years I knew, and uh, we were coworkers for for several years. years. So, uh, but that's quite a while ago. So, uh, rest in peace, Dave. Thanks for all the great music. Check him out, Gamma Leonis and Lobster Obscura. Uh, I'm going to play a couple of tracks by by those two um, groups, aggregations, amalgamations, whatever you want to call by Dave. And then I will play the alternate intro to linux in the ham shack uh that he did so many years ago uh so enjoy those uh thanks for listening and uh we'll just go ahead and sign off now this has been episode number 339 of linux in the ham shack i'm russ k5tux i'm Cheryl w5moo and i'm bill any 4rd 73 
cafe Prices are right and it's not far away I might stay there all day Nothing better to do anyway There's always something to see At the movies or on TV Or a quick nap under a tree Sounds of the day passing over me I'll be alright tonight Don't worry at all for me Come the morning's bright sunlight I'll be good as new, you'll see I could read a short story or two Hang with the chimps downtown at the zoo There's always something to do Lots of potential for something new I could meditate in the dark Play chess with the old guys down at the park Listen to Chord and Spark Joni can sing just like a lark I'll be alright tonight Don't worry at all for me Come the morning's bright sunlight I'll be good as new, you'll see
Thank you for listening to this episode of Linux in the Hampshire. LHS is a community-sponsored podcast. The live show is recorded every Monday night at 8pm Central Time, plus or minus QRL. Connect to the live stream at url.bcts.info stroke LHS live. Our website is located at lhspodcast.info. You can support the podcast by visiting the LHS Patreon page at patreon.com stroke LHS podcast or by using the contribute link on the homepage. Get in touch via social media. We have a presence on Discord, Facebook, IRC, Twitter and YouTube. Our IRC channel is hash LHS podcast on the Freenode network and the Discord invite link is url.bcts.info stroke discord. You can also drop us an email at info at lhspodcast.info or leave us a voicemail at 1-909-LHS-SHOW. That's 1-909-547-7469. Visit the online LHS merchandise store at shop.lhspodcast.info for fun and fashionable show-themed merchandise. Become an ambassador and represent LHS at a local Linux convention or hamfest. Email ambassadors at lhspodcast.info for more information or visit the homepage for details. Until next time, remember to always heed your hedonism. Shack and the Linux in the Hamshack logo are released under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives 4.0 International License.